0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 231 of the Spoiler Alert podcast brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we'll be discussing the 2018 sequel to 1978's Halloween, also titled Halloween.
1: Well, happy Halloween, Danny. Happy Halloween. How are you doing? <laughs> doing great. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing awesome. Do
1: you get into Halloween? No. I do the I, family, do you guys... It's not like I don't get into it. I really appreciate this time of year. I enjoy the fall. I think that Halloween is a lot of fun for our kids. The kids certainly get jazzed about it and excited. We put up some decorations at home. But I'm such a Scrooge about Halloween in that I never get a costume. And inevitably yeah. we get invited to some party that should be fun. And I just end up pissy because I've got to wear the Where's Waldo costume again. Like, and everybody <laughs> yeah. there is going to be dressed as a a great Saturday night live character something really or something. Edgy
0: and current and yes. funny. and really F creative. creative. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: They've been working on it for months. Not me. No. Yeah. Yeah. So but you're
0: also such a fan of the Christmas holiday season that like November 1st, you, you go it. full into
1: right. holiday music, We're, right? You, we are going to be reviewing nothing but holiday movies for oh, two solid gosh. months. It's going to be great.
0: Kill me now. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, we're, I'm excited to talk about this this movie with you. We had a great experience seeing this film. We got to see it together. And we went back to Flick's Brewhouse in Madison, Wisconsin. And they had an awesome uh, event on opening night where they actually screened the original Halloween on the big screen, followed by this new sequel. And uh, it was a great opportunity to see both in the theater see it together right and uh, i also got the opportunity to spend a little more time talking with uh the assistant general manager tristan of of that flex brew house and then nick the the brewmaster from that location had a great conversation with both of those guys and i was just gonna ask what's your favorite that you have either brewed here or that you have on tap right
2: now like um i really well i i'm proud of Boom Six, so that's you know one of my favorites but uh Luna is is a really good beer, um, and that's one I get to brew all the time. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's a really great recipe. It does really well here in Madison. Like people have
3: really liked it so far. So it's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. this guy is is super passionate about beer, and um, everything that I've had that he's made is amazing. Uh, well, thanks. <laughs> i mean, this I've is, told a, this you this is your performance review. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing adequate. I've, uh, uh, I've told you this before. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of it. It was like the water is really good here. That helps, but this guy makes clean, awesome beer. I haven't like had anything that I wouldn't say like that's a that's a damn good beer. No. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I
2: love movies. I always have. Like I'm I'm a humongous movie nerd. So um, this was the perfect place for me. Yeah. Uh, the first beer I did here, uh, that was my recipe, uh, was a, is a Belgian blonde. It's still on tap now. Um, not much of it left, but. Um, we called it or I called it Boomstick Belgian sure. Blonde um, because of the People Evil Dead, Dead and, and, and Army, Army of Darkness, Darkness. yeah um, one of my favorite horror films so not not that they're super horror films sure but uh, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah like uh, it, it, it's fun for me to, to design a beer and also think of a movie theme for it too so maybe just if you could talk a little bit about
0: that process so with the throwback movies especially who gets to pick? Hey, we're gonna do Beetlejuice. Let's just. What's that process like? And then how does that come to you? And then you say, okay, Beetlejuice. I gotta design a beer that goes with Beetlejuice. Like, what's what's that process like? On both so, sides?
3: so most of that is coming down from our director of marketing. Okay. Um, so uh, they they decide the the Fan Fest movies and what we're gonna do for our alternative content for each month. So obviously, like some months the theme gets easy. October, you do horror movies. Um, you know holiday movies yeah yeah Yeah. like so each month kind of like you know sets in for itself on that um and then I believe him and uh Chris Knott who is our uh our head brewer um creates the the recipe or what we're going to do for that and kind of what ties in you know like some lend themselves way easier uh to a beer to be done with it you know like we've shown strange brew before okay like a beer is easy to do with that sometimes you know like we have to get creative um, and then the menu item, so that kind of is all over our head. Um, but then you know, execution is is definitely put on yeah. to us. Um, so the naming process um, for us on the store level more comes from um, our our seasonal beers uh, that uh, Nick gets to brew. Um, so we have some creative control over how we want to name those. Usually it's around movies that are coming out around that's going when that's going to release. Sure. So uh, you know, or just like. A super you know boomstick like that's yeah. that's awesome yeah. uh evil dead it's so, a great
2: like, beer name
0: anyway yeah, yeah. I think,
3: i'm sure there's a number of brewers I, who are jealous
0: that
2: you well you've taken i'm, that. I'm yeah. sure there's other breweries that have used that name too but
0: i'm sure there's also a movie
3: studio that's going to sue you the moment <laughs> they listen to this yeah uh so sorry about that in advance but that's great um uh, i'd say that's one of the funnest parts of uh working in this that uh, naming beers i feel like anyways but getting to name them with a movie that you love or something coming out like instantly attaching it to something and that's really fun um you know i got to play with some and have some really good ones that we did uh yeah you're actually really good at naming beers i'm I'm, I'm pretty good at naming (laughs) beers i just you know like think of a movie and like i came up with one for in our uh des moines location uh it was a beer to guard um and it was coming out around the time of thor uh so we called it beer to asgard sure it was like yeah man that as soon as out, as, as like, soon as, it, as you say it as soon like, as yeah. we said it was like that's the one like that's uh it. so it was really good you know we've got some that we were we've been spitballing and talking about for uh bohemian Rhapsody city coming out we've got some you know our fantastic decent stuff so when a movie is coming out and it's big enough and you're like I want to throw a beer with that. Like it just—it's all—it's awesome. pretty cool yeah. like, to, to get to do that.
0: That is really fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mike, uh, my co-host and I have—I think—sampled. We've had all the Course Six and several of the uh, the seasonals. Every beer here we've enjoyed immensely. Uh, we saw Mile Twenty Two last time, and so you needed a few. You, <laughs> need a so
3: few man, few beers to enjoy get the, the them. beer, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And even Nick, I think he was uh, the—I the Scotch Ale he was recommending. He's like, "Ah, oh, the
3: poundable and." I think we pounded a few in that yeah. one
0: and
2: <laughs> got us through. So I appreciate the recommendation. Yeah, no, no problem.
3: As far as the core six, I like the Nebulous is the one that I yeah. I go to. And just IBA like juicy great. and uh you know the fruit like it. Just every time I like I'm running one out and I'll smell it. I'm like it's a, I think it's a Nebulous night. You know like uh. Yeah. Now you've been in the, the movie industry, the theater industry
0: for a long time. Yeah. Can you talk to me maybe just a, a couple minutes about? Horror movies, uh, and and obviously in October this time of year, mm-hmm. right? This is when they see more of them, and I'm just curious. You know, there's so many movies over the years that you know you sort of horror feels like a disposable genre to a lot of people, sure. a lot of critics, a lot, of whatever. Like it's cheap, it's trashy, but I gotta imagine it does well at the theater. I mean, it, we
3: seem So so it's interesting, right? I was uh, I've been in the industry for a while and talked to people and always heard they're yeah they're cheap to make if that's how you want to break into the industry write a horror story and you'll you'll get uh, accepted quickly but um, I wouldn't say all of them do well but it's definitely something you know um, there's a niche to it in a community that like they're gonna come out for most all of those and I think we found that uh, pretty early on here we had the movie hereditary yeah um, and we were the only one around that had that Um, that movie performed really well for us and we're like kind of got a horror niche coming on for for us at flicks being a dine-in cinema it's not something that lends itself well to us you get oh, some okay. people drinking but maybe not eating as much um <laughs> but you know yeah, like yeah. it's kind of been the contrary here in this location that like um we got a lot of horror fans around these parts so when you get big ones coming out like cabin in the woods and uh, you know uh, halloween stuff like that it definitely draws out the crowd um, but it definitely can become disposable. And I feel like in the month of October, it, it's what people want to see. So yeah. I think you, you see more there. You get one in January, it, it can be definitely hit. Yeah, the it seems That's like they saved the, the, the good beer <laughs> yeah. October. Good. Yeah. Nick, I'm, we're going to see Halloween
0: twice tonight. We're going to uh-huh. see the
2: original and a new one.
0: What beer would you pair with both of them
2: or either? Well, um, I would maybe start the first one uh, with Beer of the Dead. Um, it's a strong ale. Um, it's it's also uh, a little higher in ABV, so you might want to start with that one and then kind of um, ease off. Ease off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you got to drive um, home at the end of the night. Exactly. Right? Um, Umbra would be a good one for your second. Uh, okay. um, Umbra's are uh, chocolate stout. Mm. Um, uh, it's only 6% ABV, so a little lighter. Um, but this is definitely starting to become the season of... Uh, when, when we see people drinking stouts more, and, yeah,
0: yeah, IPAs are almost done, right? You're not oh, on IPAs patio, are never done. But yeah. you're not sitting on the patio. You're not <laughs> right. sitting on the terrace. Yeah, exactly. Haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. Sun on your back. Yeah, porters quarters of stouts, and yep, yeah, bring them on. That's great. Can we do awesome. Uh, really appreciate the time. Yeah, this has no been problem. great. Super fun. Thank you both. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah. i Really appreciate it. This is awesome. Again, Flicks is just one of those chains, and we have a great location in Madison where they they clearly like movies they love movies they're passionate about it and um i think they're they're giving people a good reason to go to see a movie in the theaters for the rest of the episode let's focus on the 2018 version of halloween it's called halloween but it's really halloween 2 it's actually the third halloween 2 um (laughs) in over the 40 years, but we're ignoring all the others. So all now right. it, for, for the canon, there's Halloween and then there's Halloween. Why don't our, you hit us with the plot recap? Our listeners
1: need not be well-versed in the multiple in-between. Not to, at of, all. all right. Not at all. 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 Go ahead Good. and
0: hit us with the plot recap.
1: So 40 years after Michael Myers killed a bunch of teenagers on Halloween night in a small Illinois town, his bus transportation during a pri- prison transfer crashes and he escapes. Coincidentally, again Halloween, Michael returns home to kill Lori, played once again by Jamie Lee Curtis from the original, who is the sole survivor of the massacre so long ago. Aided by a psychiatrist hell bent on keeping Michael alive for observation, and the fact that he is now bulletproof, Michael unleashes <laughs> hell on the town before succumbing to Lori's trap 40 years in the making. And that's. 2018's Halloween. That's it. Yeah. What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I think that this was oh, good. an entertaining, you know, still occasionally campy and, and you know, obvious sort of uh, slasher film, but I don't see a lot of these. And so I found it well done and fun. Great. That's awesome. How about yourself?
0: You know, um, there are parts of it I really enjoyed and, And I like scary movies, and I actually grew up watching a lot of slasher films um, in my teenage years. So I was a big uh, Nightmare on Elm Street fan, a lot of the Freddy Krueger movies. Friday the 13th, they were okay. Halloween was okay. But the thing I liked about Michael Myers, at least initially, was that he wasn't supernatural. He (laughs) was just a psychotic kind of a... An enigmatic specter of evil, right? A a killing machine, but just a guy. Yeah. And I feel like certainly the end of the original and almost all of this one, unfortunately, I feel like they kind of amped up this, is he supernatural? And maybe Mm. he's something more than that. And I think that makes him less scary, in my opinion.
1: Okay, so, what, I, what, what, pardon my ignorance, but were Jason and Freddy supernatural, or were they just totally? Weird oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean,
0: all right. yeah, I mean, Freddy kills people in their dreams because oh, he himself is okay. already dead. And, oh, got it. And Jason was also a, a, a non-verbal slasher, but he, I mean, some of the sequels, Jason went to space. Jason, you know, Jason got his head cut off, and then somehow like would grow
1: back by the I mean, next okay, sequel. All right. Yeah.
0: So. But but Michael Myers, at least again in the original, it was just a really screwed up dude, you know. And I, and I more Hannibal
1: Lecter that, than anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, really scary and oddly, um, like it's scary enough because it could happen because you could,
1: right, right. right you
0: know, there, there are people who are who are really damaged, and um, this is the nightmare, right? That yeah. that this is what we're, we're all worried about that that type of psych- psychotic person. But then when they amp it up so much that it's like he can get hit by a car. <laughs> And then by the time you get out of the car and you go to the front of the car, he's already gone. And he's behind you. Didn't he get pushed out a two-story
1: window and land on his back? And he's gone by the time you get over to the window to look. Yeah, Right.
0: After getting shot six times. Right. Right. So it's sort of like, now, wait a minute. I thought this was just a scary guy. So anyway, um, but this this movie does have a lot of – it has some good humor. Mm -hmm. It has some good scares. The production values, even though it's only a $10 million budget, I thought it was a a really good-looking slasher film. Agreed. And, um, you know, I mean, it was fun to, to see Jamie Lee Curtis back in this this role. She certainly sort of chewed the scenery. Oh, yeah. And it seemed like she enjoyed playing uh, Laurie Strode again.
1: For sure. Is it possible that Jamie Lee Curtis actually looked younger in this version of Halloween than in the 1978 version?
0: It isn't, because she looks old. But I, I did write down when we saw the first one that she looked old in <laughs> 1978.
1: That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. her haircut, it, it looked... Her hair color looked kind of gray back in yeah. 1978. It was it was
0: kind of a mousy diff- brown. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I
1: guess I guess what I would say on the onset, having watched now the 1978 version and this version back to back that evening, yeah. this one was definitely a lot scarier. I mean, to the point where I'd almost say the original was just sort of a fun, campy, almost you kind of laugh along with it, rather than. Feel Kind of eerie throughout it The latter really was I appreciated the nods to the original Like the title cards sure. were almost identical The music uh, Again, John Carpenter's score um, it Sounds very 70s Very retro Yep. I liked that uh, the character Of Jamie Lee Curtis's Kind of estranged granddaughter. You know, she's really estranged from her daughter. Her granddaughter is trying to have a relationship with her. But there's a scene early on where she's sitting in the same chair in the same classroom, listening to the same lecture, like that.
0: The same th- lecture. That yeah, was yeah, that
1: was fun. Um, it, something that I never would have caught had I seen the original two years ago. Like maybe right, and never right. watched again. Uh, n- never would have have caught that. But I, I appreciated those those sort of, those production nods to the original. And then, of course, I agree with you that the production value of this one was, was up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I loved, I agree, I, all those little uh, symmetrical moments between the two movies really stood out. And of course, because we had just seen them back to back, it was really clear for us. Um, I, not that we want to talk about the original, but having seen the original that night, I was sort of left stunned that this movie was as well regarded as it was <laughs> and that it launched sequels for 40 years i mean it really looked and felt like a student film that wasn't scary and i mean it sort of started and defined a lot of the slasher genre so again all those things that happened in that movie maybe back in 78 felt really fresh and really scary but they're just so old and tired and
1: cliched. When we when we discussed um, You Can't Take It With You a few episodes back, I remember you describing yeah. just the directorial need to kind of over-exaggerate stuff on really old films. Mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, you'd have a reaction shot that lasted like six seconds before the cutback yeah. and stuff like that. It was really yeah. kind of painful to watch. This 1978 film really had a lot of that, where yeah. the, the dialogue is not at all how teenagers talk to each other, even in the 70s. I know this. Right. Like, I know that right. they did not talk that way to one another. There's a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis's dad has to mention a good seven, eight times to remind her to drop off the key at the Myers house or something like that. It was just so yeah. ridiculous. Like, Screenwriting has come a long way since, since 1978.
0: But again, I think what was so scary in the 78 version was that the bad guy was a disturbed, men- an escaped disturbed mental patient right. who for for no good reason zeroes in on Laurie and her gang of friends and right. just decides, that's it. I'm going to murder these people tonight. And it, it follows him all day. And for some reason he's waiting. Very, very scary. And in 2018... I felt like one of the scariest scenes for me was in the, in the beginning we get a a pair of investigative journalists who are doing a podcast who go to, because it makes a lot of money because tons of money. It's super glamorous to do a podcast (laughs) and they, they go to the mental hospital where Michael Myers has been living for 40 years and he's just standing with his back to them out in the yard and they pull the mask, his, his uh, William Shatner mask out of the bag and all the inmates just go nuts, and it is such an eerie, and he has no reaction. I mean right. it was just so eerie and disturbing, and I found it like upsetting to watch that mm-hmm. scene and to yeah. know like th- how much danger was sort of between those four walls. And so that to me is so scary. Mm-hmm. And then once it gets unleashed and he becomes like a Superman boogeyman phantom, it just becomes a little less scary.
1: Why on earth? Did whatever the prison guard or doctor who was letting these investigative journalists out into the yard allow him to continue to taunt him that way, like screaming at him, holding the mask? Like, why was this? Yeah. What was this even about? Like, you guys are a couple of podcasters. I, I mean, I didn't need to ask you to leave now.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we, we get into... Uh... I guess I'll say one of the things, you know, one of the, the plots here is that this doctor, this psychiatrist, has been studying Michael for almost forty years. Michael has not uttered a word. <laughs> how do you study someone who doesn't say anything or do anything for forty years and still find them fascinating? Right, it's, like that's how a rough this? job. Like your whole yeah. life's work is like studying some, is like studying a rock
1: that it's, poops. So I I agree with you that that scene was unsettling and one of the more disturbing sequences in the movie. Clearly you can draw another significant contrast here between the original and that this one is a lot more violent. There's not yes. there's not much blood in the original. The original is a lot of every doorknob is greased with Crisco. This one, on the other hand, is curb stomping, gurgling sounds, murder yeah. by hammer that sounds like you're hitting a a stake with a sledgehammer. I mean, yeah. the, the sound quality is great and Horribly disgusting. It, it's a gory one. Yeah, and the
0: body count is higher. Yeah. and his sort of murder spree that night is much more significant. Yeah, the original. I mean, he, I think he ends up killing three people, maybe four. Yeah, and again, it's it's really just these these babysitters on like one quiet little corner of this town, and the new one, he's cutting a swath through town. I
1: yeah. mean, he's killing. I mean, he's kids, killing he's people he's killing... on the way to town.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he is uh, much more indiscriminate. Um, things I didn't enjoy about the movie Jamie Lee Curtis is just not a good actress in my opinion I did not think she was good in the original I did not <laughs> think she was good here I'm trying to like she was good in trading places but mm. I saw that movie last maybe 15 20 years ago so yeah. I'm a little nervous <laughs> to revisit it because I think
1: she's going to be terrible in she it she is good in that movie She's, she's oh, okay. I, I watched so, it for the first time last year
0: like the reason you have her in this movie is because she was in the original, but if it weren't for that, you would not have her in this movie probably because she's not. not good. Yeah. Man, she's not good in this movie. Uh,
1: shes I thought she was better in this one than she was in the original. Uh, again, I think probably lending a lot to the screenplay that was just so weird and the dialogue that was so, so odd. I, I think that the thing that I disliked the most is something we've already referenced, and it was so important for the psychiatrist to study Michael. I, I mean, he's... He's willing, this psychiatrist is willing to kill others, to kill law enforcement in an effort to protect Michael for the sole purpose of continuing to study him. This is, it's a huge plot point
3: that right. I just
1: don't get. Like, to your point, why? He, he doesn't say what anything do you or do, do anything, right? What what are you going to do with this information? You're not going to write a thesis and get published and win a Nobel Prize next year. You've got nothing. Right.
0: Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like... Um, I, I got it. Maybe it's just cause it's the easiest job in the world. Like you're Michael Myers psychiatrist. You just sit there and look at him and he looks at you for like eight hours a day. Like you can watch like Netflix in your office cause he's not doing anything. So maybe it's just a sweet gig, a nice job, but I don't understand why, why this doctor and why Dr. Loomis in the original are so convinced that he's pure evil. Why? He hasn't said or done anything in 40 years. He just stands there. That's hard to say you're pure evil. Now, the bigger question is, why would you transport him two days before Halloween, when he has a penchant for escaping and killing people on Halloween? You might want to wait till like November first or second, right. just by a couple days, and then go ahead and transport him wherever you got to transport him.
1: Like literally, one hundred percent of the people he's killed is on Halloween. Yeah, right. <laughs> Halloween.
0: Right. I also feel like the whole plot was written to give Laurie Strode, to give Jamie Lee Curtis's character this really cathartic moment. Like she's been waiting and plotting and lying in wait for Michael to escape so she can kill him with a really elaborate trap. But her trap sucks. Mm. And her house was like this – this basically a panic room built to ensnare him. Seems to be done really poorly and she almost dies like four times during this. <laughs> this is
1: true. This doesn't
0: feel like she's had 40 years of the upper hand. Yeah. This feels like she's getting by by the skin of her teeth and luckily surviving right down to the point where she, they trap him at the end and kill him, we think, and they don't know because they leave before they're sure. Yeah, right. And you'd feel like this is the <laughs> time you want to be we're gonna sure. We're to
1: hang out here. Plus, it seems like the police that pull up to the, the towering inferno there don't seem all that concerned. Like, yeah. they, they, like, park and lock their car and walk on over. It was a, <laughs> a, little, a little weird. You know, yeah. mo- movies like this are certainly not meant to be um, uh, Academy Award-winning acting movies, right? right However, right. I guess the one character that I would say was sort of a standout to me was the one that played Jamie Lee Curtis' daughter. Not her granddaughter, but her daughter, who's not, sure. not in a lot of scenes, but you can just see the, the 40 years of worry on her face every time Grandma's around. Like, the, the, right. dealing with her post-traumatic stress for the last four decades has clearly worn her down. Yet, you know, when grandma shows up at the restaurant to celebrate granddaughter's graduation, she's, or whatever it was, whatever the honor was, mom's really trying hard, you know, dad's trying hard, they're trying to be sweet, they're trying to help each other out until they finally lose it. Like, I really liked the the daughter in the movie.
0: I also, I thought the music was great. I thought John Carpenter's new score for this movie was... Was evocative of the original, but there are a couple standout tracks that were really very awesome. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, I liked a lot of the humor. I mean, this is co-written by Danny McBride, who's a comedian right. and actor. And I thought some of the the like, there's a scene of two cops who are who are like sitting in their car, kind of staking out Laurie's house, yeah. Yeah. and they're talking about what food they brought for dinner. <laughs> And hilarious. Right. So, I mean, just a really good kind of a fun laugh-out-loud moment. It diffuses a little bit of the tension, and they go right back to the gory killing. So, I mean, if you like slasher films, I think you're going to like this movie. If you don't, this is not one that's going to convince you that this is that you've been missing out or that you've got the whole genre wrong. Sure. I think it's just really sort of a standard paint-by-numbers thriller, but because of the, I guess, the goodwill and 40 years' worth of... Uh, Prior sequels to, to draw upon, it yeah. feels like more than the sum of its parts to me.
1: What's up, What's, up What's up with that? What's up
0: with that? What's up with high school dances? in movies and on TV, being just awesome. Like, super themed, amazing decorations. Like, this is a costume party. Kids are all in, like, these amazing costumes. High school dances when I was in high school was, like, the lunchroom with the lights off. (laughs) Totally. Totally. And if if there were decorations, it was, like, five balloons just sort of limply and flaccidly bouncing on the ground. You could buy,
1: like, a Kit Kat in the, like, snack bar. This one had, like, Skrillex DJing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. Was, smoke machines. Yeah, it it's was, always like, the, I mean, uh, just amazing the, the production values that these, these high schools and middle schools go through and you just think. I,
1: <laughs> it's totally true. Uh,
0: what's up with in this town on Halloween because of Michael Myers, police can just drive up and run you down. <laughs> they can just take their squad car and just <laughs> plow into a guy whose only crime that they witness is standing there in a mask. <laughs> on Halloween. This cop accelerates at like 50 miles an hour into Michael Myers, just freaking blasts him in the next month. And of course, Michael's immediately fine. fine. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just the fact that it was a cop. It just is such a laugh out loud. Like, now wait a second.
1: What's up with this town on Halloween being on like complete opposite ends of the spectrum trick or treat wise. So if you look at the original... It's Halloween night, and trick-or-treating's going on, yet these babysitters are babysitting kids who apparently had no interest in trick-or-treating that night. And <laughs> right. And I can see why, because throughout the entire film, you see about four trick-or-treaters passing by a house on occasion, yet in the new version of the movie... The first time you go outside on Halloween night, it looks like Lollapalooza out there. There are kids everywhere. I mean, just thousands of kids streaming through the street. Like, did this town have a population boom? Like, what went on here? The original original looks like it's taking place in the summer, too. It's like, why are we not out here trick-or-treating? It's gorgeous. The
0: the kids are trick-or-treating at, like, 345. Like, Right. right after school, it's light out. There's four of them. They sort of giggled. Yeah. So in the 70s, you trick-or-treated right after school. For but a at 8 o'clock after dinner, you were in bed. Right. Now, you're right. It's like every house has been like uh, designed by someone on Pinterest to be super cool and Halloween. And they have hay bales and like a million carved pumpkins. It's like, well, this isn't accurate either. I mean like – and first of all, there should be, like, every fourth house should have their lights off because right. they're either a <laughs> bunch of bah Scrooges, or right. they just have the bowl sitting on the on the step because they, too, are out trick-or-treating right. with, like, a note that says, like, just take, take one. one. <laughs> yeah. Some, and, so, some punk always takes, like, a handful. And yeah.
1: what kind of resurgence did this town experience? Because this is, like, suddenly the most Tony-looking neighborhood I've ever seen. Like, 40 years later, all the... All the houses are gorgeous. They look like forty-year-old houses with the the brick, but like forty years ago, they looked like just total dumps. It was it was total shack town,
0: right? Right. Yeah. There's like a, a tech hub yeah. in, in the in the county. Like <laughs> right. Facebook has a new satellite <laughs> office, with a bunch of developers, and they just make like crazy amount of money, and they've just all like <laughs> totally invested in their homes. Totally. The town has like free Wi-Fi. <laughs> Um, What's up with Lori who's built her entire house to be like a compound with video cameras and fences and automatic locking doors and triple locks? What's up with her leaving the second story French doors just wide open to her <laughs> well, creepy on, mannequin room? on the room. second
1: story. Of course nobody's going to trouble you there.
0: It's also right above, like, a first-story, like, three-season room. Yeah. Like, you and I could scale to that second story and no problem. Just leave that wide open. Right. This is the kind of house, this is the kind of security you want to have where anyone can come and go. But through that front door, you need, like, fingerprint scanner right. or a retinal right. scan or something. Just what's up with that?
1: What's up with the mental institution scene? Totally evoking one flew over the cuckoo's nest where they actually drop the needle on the record to play the relaxing music for medication time was that not exactly cuckoo's nest that scene yes yeah like i mean just a straight lift of that movie like you'd think in 2018 somebody's got an ipod plugged into the wall right but no we're, we still just have an old turntable in the corner i
0: wonder if mental institutions do that to be evocative of one flew over the cuckoo's nest like no. either because the current administrators, that's how they learned how to do it. They just watched that movie <laughs> or in like – now it's like a really meta ironic twist. They're like, get it. We're world-class care, but we could be like cuckoo's nest.
1: <laughs> that, that would be very meta.
0: Yeah, very meta. What's up with the truck stop bathroom murder scene and the, the bathroom itself being the scariest part of this movie? Like you get a flash into the toilet of one of those toilets and it's like oh! I could have done
1: I could have done without that but totally accurate. I'm sure that wasn't props that did that. Right. I
0: mean, we get a scene of a of, of a of a person's head just being stomped upon, <laughs> oh. like to the fact that it's like a shattered pumpkin. And I still think the toilet shot was the grossest
1: shot in this whole movie. When she's like trying to escape, climbing under the stall walls, going, like she touches oh. it with her hand. You're like, like oh. you almost feel like you'd rather just die in the original one than just then put yourself through that.
3: Just stay where you were; it'll be brief. <laughs> Anything is anything is better than uh. crawling face-first across that
0: bathroom floor. Uh, that is just terrible. Mike, are you by any chance in the mood for five questions? Let's do it. All right. We've got five listener-submitted questions regarding Halloween. Thank you, listeners. Mike, question number one. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen?
1: I still am really terrified when i watch the um james cameron aliens the sequel to the original alien i found that one utterly terrifying maybe the movie 13 that was also pretty freaking scary um (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, both of those for different reasons entirely okay fair enough yeah
0: uh, question number two. John Carpenter is quoted in a recent uh, issue of Entertainment Weekly, guaranteeing that this new sequel will, quote, scare the sh- out of you. Should moviegoers expect heavy product placement for Activia?
1: <laughs> it wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis in the ads for those, too? Yeah, wasn't yeah she, she's the person. I, I didn't see any in there, but that's a great thought, and perhaps we should have.
0: Maybe a missed opportunity yeah, for the filmmakers and for Activia. Yeah. Question number three, is this story better for having eliminated the brother-sister relationship between Laurie and Michael Myers that was written into prior sequels?
1: Oh, I didn't know that that was. Uh, I, that would have been weird, so I, I'm so going to just in say prior,
0: yes. some One of the eight other sequels, it is written that Laurie is actually Michael Myers' sister, and that's why he's so obsessed with her.
1: Oh. And this one they— and-
0: just wash that away entirely. And, and he's like just a were, creepy guy,
1: were they brother sister in the original? We just didn't know it until the sequel, and they wrote they just sort of retconned a,
0: that, and now okay. we've gotten rid
1: of that. So
0: you're fine with it yeah, well, not being there.
1: I, I'm gonna, I'm going to say good, great, good call. Yeah.
0: Uh, as a total aside, what's up with Laurie after 40 years? Not just simply moving away and or changing her name. You'd think that if Michael Myers ever escaped. And if he escaped on Halloween and if he came back to your small Illinois
1: town and you weren't there. He's probably out of luck. He's not going to have the resources it. to figure it He's out. He's not going to
0: Google you, do a bunch of like, yeah. um, you know, court court uh, record searches to try and find your new name. Right. And you're living in right. the off the grid in Oregon somewhere or you're in Hawaii. You know, can't of course, might be a little more difficult for him to hop a plane. I mean, there's ways you could have escaped Michael Myers. Rather than staying in the exact place for forty years and just building a cage in your house,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I would think on. I would think that uh, that was. I mean, she clearly there was something off with with her, and yeah. Uh, it, we'll just leave it at that. Leave
0: it at that. Fair yeah. enough. Question number four: If this reboot is successful, which, by the way, it's a sequel, not a reboot, and it was successful on a ten million dollar budget, it grossed seventy-seven million dollars in its wow, opening okay. weekend the second highest uh, for an R-rated horror film ever, the second highest October opening of all time. Uh, This question says, if this is successful, could we see a reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street with Johnny Depp or Friday the 13th with Kevin Bacon?
1: I, that wouldn't surprise me in the least, though I guess I didn't know that Kevin Bacon was in Friday the 13th, so I'm assuming, based on the question that he was.
0: They both were in those films. They both died in those films. So it'd be a little bit weirder for them to.
1: I knew Johnny Depp was in the original, but really, that would, that would surprise you that that's the thing that Hollywood (laughs) could pull off that would shock you. They went, but they're dead.
0: Question number five, Roger Ebert gave the original Halloween four stars in his review and wrote a really glowing review about how terrifying it was. His, his current website, rogerebert.com, the reviewer on that site gave this film, the new film, two stars. Okay. Do you think that Ebert would agree that this new one was a two-star film or do you think he would have stuck to his guns and said this is even scarier and more amazing than the original and have given it a great review?
1: It's so tough for me to tell. I mean, what was the what was the one that we reviewed recently? It was a Oh, Crash. He thought Crash was a four-star film. He sure did. Uh, so, boy, I, what I don't know. I, I, I refuse to weigh in on what Roger Ebert would have would have thought. I think he's he was a great critic, a fascinating guy, a lot of great commentary, but uh, I can't put myself in that head.
0: Fair enough. Well, those are five questions. Thanks, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Mike, final thoughts on Halloween? It,
1: I think it's a great movie to see around Halloween. I really enjoyed it. You know, not nearly of the, in my opinion, repeat viewing quality of horror films we've seen in the last couple of years like get out or it follows both of which i really enjoyed and have revisited a couple of times uh but a little more fun and campy for the halloween season
0: i I agree i think it's a fun movie i think it's a good movie to see in the theater around halloween uh there's nothing else that's going to be released this weekend beforehand so go check it out well coming up next we've got the iraq biopic of the the band queen bohemian rhapsody that'll be our next episode
1: thanks for listening to the spoiler alert podcast please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com where you can see what films we'll be discussing next comment on our recent episodes suggest movies to review or topics to discuss or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast stop by and visit our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movie outsiders and be sure to follow us on twitter at movie outsiders If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.